Welcome to this crossover episode with the TNT EdTech Podcast and Education Today. I'm your host, Scott Noons. I want to start this episode by thanking you, the listeners. I really appreciate you tuning in, supporting the content here on both podcasts. It means the world to me and to Matthew Ketchum. Uh, we really appreciate it. We're in the thick of it with 2020, and just like many of you, we're growing tired. So we're working hard to bring you these educators. If you feel like you have a message that you would like to share with the other educators out there, head on over to flipgrid.com backslash noons, just like my last name, N-U-N-E-S, the number 12, and then the word days, plural, with an S at the end, and share your message, and you may find it featured right here. So head on over, do that right after you listen to this episode, and take care of yourself. Hang in there, and I'm hoping these pro tips will help you get through 2020 with a bang. For day two of our 12 days of Christmas uh, special to help you get through 2020, we have Dr. Kevin Lankman. Uh, he is from Boca Raton, Florida. Great place. I love it. I did some snorkeling there, went to a Schoology conference there. Absolutely love it. Can't wait to get back. He's the co-founder of TLC Educate director of academic mindset, an ELA teacher, an author, and a PhD professor over at Florida Atlantic University. So make sure you check him out. You can follow him on Twitter at Kevin Lightman. Uh, and without further ado, here's a message from Kevin Lightman. Hey, everybody. Dr. Kevin Lightman here. Uh, first of all, I want to say I'm grateful to Scott uh, for letting me be a part of his 12 Days of Christmas uh, special. And he asked me to come on here and talk a little bit about one-on-one -on -one conferences, which is something that uh, I've done throughout my career. I love uh, doing one-on-one -on -one conferences with my students. And I found at every level I've taught, it has been a huge difference maker in terms of creating relationships with my students, understanding their needs better, uh, driving equity in my classroom, our classroom, and making sure that uh, you know, students not only have uh, a platform for their voice, but that I'm understanding what makes them tick, not only in my classroom, but outside of it as well, uh, so that I can support the whole student and not just talk to them about English, right? So I've found some uh, best practices that have worked really well. Uh, and again, I've taught every grade from seventh grade through 12th grade, and I'm teaching at the college level. And I found that some of these basic principles have worked so well at all of these levels, doesn't matter the age group of the child, uh, that it just, it makes these one-on-one -on -one meetings so effective and so useful and valuable for me as a teacher and for them, uh, you know, as we work together to create this classroom space. So the first thing I want to talk to you guys about is the idea of having a structure. So when you call a one-on-one -on -one conference, you want to create some kind of structure for it so that students have a reason to come up and talk to you. Now, it's okay if the, the conversation strays from that, because if it strays, it's probably for something more important, right? But 
you want to have some kind of reason so they don't feel timid coming up here like, uh oh, I'm in trouble. I just got called to the teacher's office. You know, like uh, you don't you don't want to make it feel like it's something that's punitive or something that maybe they did something wrong or they forgot to turn something in. You want to give a very clear and specific purpose to why they're coming up to talk to you. And then you can let that conversation go in other directions as well, but have some sort of structure. And at the same time, you should have a structure for the students who are not at your desk or not uh, meeting you virtually, however the case might be. So for instance, in the, uh, the grade school levels, I typically do this when my students are writing essays. So I know that they're going to be invested in an hour, maybe two hours of work. And that's a perfect time for me to pull them up one at a time, five minute chat, five minute chat. And I know I'm not interrupting too much. And I know that my other students are busy uh, and, you know, doing something productive and something worthwhile. Uh, Same thing with my college students. I usually wait until I've got a big project going with them because I know that those big projects can feel overwhelming. That's a great time for me to be checking in with them one-on-one. So I know that when they're not talking to me, they have a lot to think about, a lot to consider. When they do get that chance to talk to me, I can really measure, uh, you know, I can measure the room and I can see uh, how it's going as they work through and struggle through a challenging project. Um, So along with creating that structure, you want to make sure that the the entire talk is not just academic. All right. Uh, I like to... Uh, personally, I, I think this is just my style. I like to start and finish with something that is non-academic. Tell me about a passion of yours. Tell me about a hobby. What did you do this weekend? It, it can be very simple. It can be uh, a little more direct. And obviously throughout the years, you get to know your students better. You probably can be a lot more specific in terms of you already know a lot of the things that they like and enjoy. So let's go further into that topic. What have you been doing with it lately? Uh, what this does is it allows you to talk about their goals. It allows you to talk about uh, the positive habits they're forming. And you encourage that as an adult by showing that that's something that's also valuable. And that has merit even in a classroom, even if it's a non-academic thing. Uh, you know, I've talked to a lot of my students. I have a ton of them now who are uh, YouTubers and, uh, you know, they're TikTokers. And they're actually trying to work towards uh, becoming paid sponsors. And and they really have a passion for that. This gives me a chance to show them that if that's a real serious goal for them, there are steps they can take to you know continue developing in that, that passion and trying to reach those goals. And I give it value and I give it merit for them. So now they understand they're not just approaching it like, yeah, maybe it happens, who cares? But they're approaching it like, wow, this is something that could be valuable and people would see this and respect it. And now I can really pour myself into it because most of our students, they like to stay right on the fence, right? They don't want to push too hard because they don't want to be the outlier. They don't want to be uh, different from everybody else. It's hard to do that when you're a teenager. So giving them that validation and giving them that space where they can tell you what's important to them and then showing that if it's important to them, it's also important to you. That's huge. So that's a big part of my one-on-one conferences. Then I like to make sure that as I go through with whatever the topic of our meeting is, uh, if it's you know something that we're working on, some kind of project, if I'm just checking grades with them, if we're talking about applying for colleges or whatever the topic might be, I like to make sure that if I'm giving any critique at all, 
and it's okay to give critique. I want to be very specific and very meaningful with it. And I also want to make sure that with every single student, I highlight at least one strength. Okay. So any student I critique will be able to walk away from my desk and say, Oh man, Lightman was tough on me with this, that, and the other, but he noticed something about me. He noticed something about my potential. And what that begins to do is help them connect that what you're saying to them is not uh, a discipline. It's not you're, you're saying something to them because you don't like them or you think they're lazy or you think that they're not doing their job. You're talking to them because you see potential. And you can point out very specifically where you're noticing some of that potential. Not all of it, obviously, because their potential is unlimited. And we've got to believe that as educators. But saying, hey, I see this thing. I notice this thing about you. I see your potential. And now we got to fine tune this part of it. Or here's one or two steps that you can work on right now to continue improving. But do not let them walk away from your desk until you've highlighted a strength of theirs. Okay. When you do that, you've now made this one-on-one -on -one conversation very productive because here's what happened in the span of five minutes or less. You've given them a space to talk about their passion, uh, passions and hobbies, which means that you've created a deeper relationship and a better connection with your students, which is valuable for classroom management and everything else you do. You have talked about a strength that they have. So now you've gone through and showed them a reason why they should feel confident and secure in your classroom. You've given them advice and feedback and something that will help them as they continue to move forward in, the, uh, in your class. And not only that, but because you were so positive and you weren't judgmental and you weren't disciplinary to them, not only do they have a step to grow, but they have motivation to feel like they can grow in your classroom without just having to fear the consequence, right? And the last and probably most important thing that you've done every time you do a one-on-one -on -one conversation is you've shown that child and every child in the room that they are important to you and that their voice is worthwhile, okay? A lot of our students feel like they have no voice in school. This is a huge part of overcoming that feeling by showing them, yes, your voice, the things that you say, the things that you think have so much value that I am going to take some class time and give it directly to you so you can talk to me and give me that feedback, right? And that way, if that conversation strays, if you maybe don't get to the academic stuff you want to get to, you have still done something incredibly important that is going to help every student in your class feel valued and feel like they're able to achieve and succeed in your classroom. So uh, I think you guys can tell I, I love one-on-ones. I think they're just a great practice. I think they're so important everywhere we go. So if you're considering doing one-on-ones or if you do one-on-ones, Think about some of these different points I made and see if you can incorporate that into what you're doing. And I think you'll find that not only do you have better results with it, you're going to feel more productive about it. Like, yeah, we got something really important accomplished here every time you have those one-on-ones. Uh, I know we want to teach content. I know we want to really push it. But one-on-one -on -one conferences, they have so much value and it can't be replaced by a whole class instruction. So I hope this was helpful. Uh, Scott, thank you again for having me on. Uh, you guys have a wonderful day and enjoy your winter break. Another big thank you to Dr. Kevin Lightman 
for sharing his sound, sage wisdom of building relationships with students through one-on-one -on -one conferences. It really does work. This is something I would do in the classroom, and I found this is how you really go deeper and work um, to meet the needs of not just some, not just most, but all the needs of all your students um, as much as you can, right, within reason. <laughs> there are some limitations, but this is where the real difference is made. The feedback you're able to give is very specific and timely. It lines up great with SMART goals, so I encourage you to give it a try. If you want to see a visual representation of this podcast, head on over to Flipgrid and in your browser's address bar, type in flipgrid.com backslash noons, the number 12, and the word days. So noons, N-U-N-E-S, the numbers 1 and 2, and the letters D-A-Y-S, and please record a message yourself and share it out. And if you do, your video message may be shared out on the podcast as well. Once again, I'm Scott Noons, host of Education Today and the TNT EdTech Podcast with Matthew Ketchum. Have a great holiday, everyone.